This is Agent to Agent Remarks. My name is Jeff Lavelle. I am a real estate broker and property manager with The Brokerage, a real estate firm just outside of Las Vegas in Henderson, Nevada. Agent to Agent Remarks are those comments in the multiple listing system that aren't shared with the general public. They're just those private comments between the real estate agents. And so this series is going to focus on fun stories, not so fun stories, and all those little things that you don't always get to hear about. And it's far from reality TV. It's the real part of real estate. So sit back, relax. Let's talk about some real estate. And thanks for stopping by. Hey everybody, Jeff Lavelle here, broker of the brokerage real estate firm. I am sorry, I've been gone for a little bit. I've been busy, as I'm sure you are. It's you wake up, you <laughs> get dressed for work, you spend some time with your family, although fleeting and entirely consumed with the preparation for the day and getting your coffee and getting sure, making sure everybody's got their breakfast and their lunches are packed. And of course my wife is incredible in getting these things accomplished every morning. But, um, you know, then you're at work for however many hours, fill in the blank. For me, it's mostly 12 and then you're home and your kids go to bed and you try to spend again, some quality time with them before inevitably getting back on the computer to work until the wee hours. So, I'm sorry I've been gone, but I've got some great, great guests lined up and I am super excited to have them join me. But I got one of those wild hairs today where I was just righteously indignant about uh, some, I don't know, call it an issue that is, wasn't, it didn't, I don't know how to say it. It didn't really seem to be a big issue in our industry, but now it's seeming to be more pervasive and in my opinion creates inherent conflict in what we do. So let's talk about Nevada. Nevada is a an escrow state. So rather than having attorneys that facilitate the transaction once the the, the deal's been penned, it's facilitated by escrow companies and escrow companies by their nature are inherently neutral, right? They're supposed to be these neutral third parties that are there to facilitate the buyer and seller's wishes, which they have memorialized in paper outside of the escrow company's uh, jurisdiction. And then the transaction is brought to the escrow company to make sure that everybody gets what they wanted, right? The buyer gets the money they want. I'm sorry, the buyer gets the, the property they want, the seller gets the money they want. And the escrow company is there to facilitate to make sure that the the things are done the way they're supposed to. And they work in close conjunction with the title company, the title officer, who makes sure that there is no uh, past due taxes or past due homeowners association fees or past due, you know, whatever, that the mortgage is paid off. You know, all those things that we um, want to see taken care of. And... I've always been partial, right? You you kind of develop relationships with people in your industries. And, you know, in every industry, there's vendors. And, and Title and Escrow are a vendor. They're somebody who we work with. Um, they don't have a business 
I should say we're, we're a majority of the business that they receive, right? We're the, the, the deals that are being done, the buys and sells. So of course there's this inherent sales dance that goes on that the title companies have customer service representatives that run around town doing everything they can to show the real estate agents in town that they are a partner that we should work with, right? So we have title reps, as they're called, that are assigned to my brokerage. Their job is to make sure that we're happy uh, with the service that they provide. Um, you know, occasionally they'll do a class at our office. They might bring breakfast to a sales meeting. They might um, ask us to come to a, a meeting at their office to give feedback. And, and, you know, occasionally there's a powwow, a lunch or something, uh, nothing extravagant by any means. Um, not quite Olive Garden, but certainly not Delmonico's. And so you are, are constantly being pulled in different directions to work with, to send your business, if you will, to other title companies. I've always enjoyed my relationships with the title reps. They're wonderfully helpful. Their job really is to make sure that the transaction goes smoothly. And uh, I, I really can, can't think of many times when I haven't been pleased with the title and escrow company, but you have your, your preferences. And in our policy at the brokerage real estate firm, we always give our clients choice. Here are my, uh, here are the, my, not my, but here are three loan officers that I think are great, uh, based on past client experience. Here are three escrow companies that I think are great based on past client experience. Here are three home inspectors that I think are great, again, based on past client experiences. And because, of course, our, our experience as the realtors, it, it has weight, but really I'm a firm believer in being loyal to the satisfaction that my clients get. So as long as the loan officers that I refer are promptly returning phone calls, being diligent in their evaluation of the pre-approval letters, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and the same thing for the home inspector, doing his job, making sure that everything is the way it should be, pointing out issues of concern, uh, not downplaying things that need to be played up and certainly not playing up things that shouldn't be. Um, you know, they're there to give a accurate and appropriate opinion of the property based on that time and place, right? So I refer those people based on how well they did and how well my clients received their or perceived their experience uh, with those people. And that the list changes. It's not stagnant. It changes as people lose that luster and maybe drop the ball. And it, and, you know, I, I always say you get two chances. The first time I chalk up to a uh, mistake. And the second time I chalk up to, Hey, my reputation's on the line. So who I refer is, is certainly uh, very important to me, but on the, t on the topic of Thailand and escrow, they're a neutral third party. They're not there to be the advocate of either party, but to be there to make sure that both parties are getting what they intended per the contract. They hold the earnest money, right? So that could be, I don't know, $500 to $5 million. I mean, it can be a lot of money. It's residential. We don't see huge amounts like that, but you know, you might see, I had a client one that was a hundred thousand dollars earnest money one time. So, you know, knowing that that company is reputable is important. And 
I always recommend these parties and, and I have no vested interest in them. I think that's the important thing. I, as a real estate broker, don't have a position in Old Republic title or First American title or Clear title or they're Driggs or, I mean, I could go on Tycor title. The list is, is as long as my arm. And so I don't have an ownership. I don't have a financial gain by using any of these companies. It's strictly vested in the results. It's in the experience. And so I know that I can sleep soundly every night knowing that the company that I recommended was recommended out of uh, an abundance of, of uh, caution and out of the, I guess you'd say, purest desire to have my clients satisfied. So this all brings me to the point that I am making, which is there is this push now, and, and maybe it's been there and I just never noticed it because I was naive, but there's this push now to open a, you know, a real estate company uh, that, and it, it could be national franchise, it could be a small local place, but to open these title companies, escrow companies, um, mortgage companies. And so, so you have the real estate agent that works at the company. You have the loan officer that works at that company. You have the title and escrow officer that works at that company. And, you know, people will say, oh, well, they're, um, you know, the buyer has the choice to work with whoever they want. But the question is, do they? Is the, is the buyer's agent who maybe their first time home buyer, maybe they've never done this before. And they find this trusted person who was referred to them or that they found at an open house or online reviews. And they say, Hey, um, I want to buy a house. What's the first step? Well, if that agent says, Oh, call this lender, you know, there are preferred in-house lender. Okay. Well, there was no choice there. It was just work with this person. They're under our umbrella. Then they write their offer, saw a house they like, and the buyer's agent says, do you have a preference of title companies? And the buyer says, no. Who do you recommend? Well, this is our in-house title company. Were there ever other choices given? I mean, why are you choosing this title company? And why are you choosing this lender? Are you choosing them or suggesting them because they are the best at what they do? Do they have the lowest interest rates as a lender? Do they have the lowest closing costs as a lender? Do they have uh, in-house underwriting and, you know, document preparation? Or is it because your company financially benefits from you funneling business to that mortgage company? And the same thing's true with the escrow company. Is your client buyer getting the largest claims reserve in the United States? To back them up? Are they getting the second largest claims reserves? The fifth? Are they in the top 10? You know, is that title company going to be around in 10 years when that title policy is needed? So I guess my, my caution is twofold. It's one, it's to the consumer, which is ask your real estate professional, why are you recommending this person? What is your experience? What is the the qualification that you require of them to be on your list of preferred people. And two, it's to the agents out there 
who I think in good faith feel that they're doing right by their company, their sales manager, their broker, whoever it is, corporate, they think they're doing the right thing by towing the company line. But are they in fact creating this culture where choice no longer exists? Are they creating a culture where the buyers are being funneled, guided, steered, directed, whatever you want to say, to Thailand escrow, mortgage, whatever companies that really just are being pushed because that's more money in the pocket of the owner, right? So I guess my my problem is we as real estate agents need to uphold those standards of always doing what's best for the client, even if it means it's not best for us, it's not financially advantageous for us, our company, our our pocketbooks, you know, our code of ethics require that we always put our clients' interests first, that we never put our interests first. And and I think that if we as an industry are going to better the image that I think has been tarnished over the years, the mortgage crisis was a problem. I think we were blamed unnecessarily, and I think the blame was displaced, but that gave us a black eye. You know, the the there's always this perception in TV that real estate agents are all rich, and we all run around eating lobster lunches and doing deals on a handshake while counting our commission and giggling. You know, I don't know anybody like that. Um, I'm sure they exist. They have to, right? Because it's on TV. But we're not villains. We're moms and dads and brothers and sisters and cousins and uncles. And we're, we're normal people that had the stupid idea of selling real estate. So, you know, Anyway, I'm getting off on tangents, but I guess if we're going to improve our image and, and reclaim what I always thought was a, a position of, of good standing, we need to be less used car salesmen. No offense, please. I don't mean used car salesmen are, are I've, I know I've had good in, interactions with many used car salesmen, but that perception that we are sleazy. Um, remove the used car salesman <laughs> reference and just add the word sleazy um, because there's sleaze balls in every profession. I've met sleazy doctors. I've met sleazy lawyers and sleazy realtors and sleazy teachers. I had one in high school that was a sleaze ball, but um, anyway, <laughs> I get off on tangents. So I guess my, my, I implore my colleagues to really question why they are recommending ABC escrow and XYZ mortgage. And do you really believe that you're recommending the best people for your clients? Are you really doing your client a service by recommending these companies or are you doing your, your company a service by recommending these these vendors to your clients because at the end of the day I don't think your clients even know who you work for my clients 
know that they have Jeff Lavelle. I mean, I, I don't think that over the years my clients have known what companies I worked for. In fact, I know many of my clients didn't know what companies I worked for. And that was a wonderful compliment that I didn't have to worry about um, where I was so much as who I was. And so just be mindful that it's you that they trust and it's you that they turn to for this guidance. And it's you who have the responsibility to make sure that they're guided correctly. So that's my, that's my spiel. But what else are we going to talk about? So I've had some fun interactions with, and fun in air quotes, with a particular, how do I say this? I've had a tenant that has really taken a liking to busting my chops. It's over a contract dispute. In our contract, when we lease a property to a tenant, we require renter's insurance. And we don't do it because we're terrible people, awful property managers. We do it because, you know, the tenant probably has valuables, TV, bed, clothing, shoes, computer, electronics. And if the property's broken into, guess what? The owner's policy doesn't protect the tenant. It doesn't protect them. It doesn't protect their belongings. It protects the property. And so we put that, we, we tell the tenants that they have to have this thing in place because we don't want them to lose their personal belongings over a water damage claim, a fire, a robbery. And it's like $12 a month. Don't get me wrong. I understand that's a relative amount. Some people $12 is, is, you know, what they need to make ends meet. And for some people it's, you know, two days of lattes. So I'm not minimizing it, but what I'm saying is for $12 a month, these people have wonderful protection of their personal belongings. And so we require that. And in our lease, it says, if you don't provide your own policy, I am going to put a policy in place on your behalf that is there to protect the property against your liability. It doesn't protect your personal belongings. So it's, it's, it's not voluntary. It's compulsory. And this guy has been upset about this $9 and 50 cent charge for months and four times. Now today is five times. I've explained to him via email. I've clipped out the portion and given him the direct quote in his lease agreement where it says that you're required to have this insurance. And if you don't have this insurance, there's a full page addendum that he signed that said that if you don't have the insurance, I'm going to put a policy in place and I have permission from you to charge you $9 and 50 cents a month to pay for this policy. And man, <laughs> you'd think I was charging him $950 a month because he's so upset that he has to pay this fee, that the fee is there to protect the property. The fee is there because he agreed to let me charge it to him. And so he has, has basically like just beaten me up for the last five days straight about why he thinks I'm stealing from him and why this is robbery. And it's a, he even went on to say this was a section eight. What did he say? Section eight scam as though somehow needing government assistance makes you less than others. So, I mean, God forbid I ever fall on hard times. I'm glad that unemployment exists. I'm glad that Medicaid exists for my kids. I'm glad that social security disability exists. I mean, these things are, are there as a safety net. And this guy who is, you know, so, oh my goodness, you'd think he was just the, 
the way he says it, you'd think he was just the greatest thing that ever existed. You know, minimizing uh, and and poo-pooing the plight of others by claiming that this was some sort of thing that is done to the poor. So anyway, I've really bitten my tongue and I've really been very professional and above, uh, you know, what do you want to say it? Uh, stayed above the fray with him. But man, I just want to tell him to pound sand and I have to be polite in my uh, podcast here and not use curse words. I think I don't have, to, I can't, I don't know. Maybe I can use curse words. But anyway, he's an ass. And um, <laughs> obviously I'm not going to tell you where he lives or what his name is or anything like that, even what he does, because now he's not identifiable. But this is the kind of nonsense that, uh, you know, I didn't deal with when I didn't do property management, but I certainly do enjoy the, um, I don't want to say cat and mouse, but I know my contract. I, I do what's right for my owner and I don't have, uh, I'm not here to do what's going to harm them. Right. I'm, I'm, I don't work for the tenant. I don't, they're not my employer, right? The owner is the person I work for. And so this guy has just really, and it's cracked me up because he's like, how many emails do we have to go through, um, in order to get this thing fixed? And I'm like, I thought we fixed this. I thought when I told you, no, it was over, but apparently that's not the case. So that was fun. And then, um, oh, well, I don't think I'm going to go into that. I'm going to leave that for another day, but I have, um, as of the time of this podcast, I have some really incredible and exciting transactions that are going on right now in, um, I can't wait to share those with you. In fact, when they close, I'm going to have both of the agents on the podcast to talk about this transaction. Um, one in particular, but there's actually a few of them that are out there right now. And I think it's going to be pretty impressive. I think the, uh, first of all, the two agents involved are, just, I mean, I'm just blessed. I'm blessed to have all my agents. Honestly, I can't think of any agent that I'm not thrilled to know and have here, but these two are certainly, uh, at the top of their game and they have got some really incredible clients with some tremendous ability to, <laughs> uh, I don't know. What, what do you want to say? The means they have really incredible means here. And so we'll be excited to record on these and I'm going to share it with you when they've recorded. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just, I'm excited for us, you know, every, because we're a new company, we've been around for three years. Um, it, every, I don't want to say everything is a new milestone because that sounds, that sounds, uh, it minimizes the excitement, but there are so many fun milestones that we're hitting and, uh, in our, I mean, we started it out as just an, I wouldn't say nondescript company because we have the coolest name ever, the brokerage, a real estate firm. Um, but we, in our first year, we didn't get a full year. Our second year, we did really well, right? We, we made, we made some good inroads in our third year, um, 28, 2019, I think is the second full year. Yeah. Second, uh, calendar year. We've been open since August of 27, 2018. So 
2019 was our second, I don't know, I'm, I'm screwing up my dates, but the point of it is, <laughs> in our second full year, calendar year, we went from first quarter being like number 96 to second quarter being number 78 to third quarter being number 67. And then for the year, we ended up at number 69 out of 3,500 offices, out of offices with, I don't know, 10 times the number of agents that we have. And so, I don't know, I've just been really impressed with the level of commitment that our agents continue to show with their can-do spirit, with the attention to detail, and all of this with exacting standards. I mean, like, I, I don't, I really don't let a lot of things, I don't let anything slide, but I rarely make exceptions to what I'll accept as a complete file. And and if we have an agent that doesn't want to send us a walkthrough form, my agents have to track down that form three times in writing proving that they've made their efforts, you know, I really make them go above and beyond. And it's not because I'm a jerk, but it's because I know that it, it protects them, right? It protects them. It protects their client. It protects our office. And, you know, we want to be in business for a long, long time. And I, this is my baby and they are my amazing family. And I'm just so blessed to have them all. And I'm blessed to have you uh, listening to this diatribe of mine. But I promise you we're getting into some fun interviews, some fun colleagues of mine. Fun. That's a fun word, isn't it? It's descriptive. Fun. Uh, we're going to have some great people joining us and in different professions, but professions that still relate in many cases to our industry. And so stay tuned for those. A lot of these people I've known for many, many years. And so we might have some, I don't want to say inside jokes and stuff, but it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. So it's, we're just getting started on this podcast. I'm excited to have more and more of these to share my ramblings with you. But uh, if you have anything that you would like to bring to agent to agent remarks, I would love to hear from you. You can shoot me an email um, just shoot it over to Jeff with a G G E O F F at the brokerage Vegas.com. So Jeff at the brokerage Vegas.com or call me even better. 702-271-6868. Tell me if there is uh, a question you'd like answered. Tell me if there's an industry you'd like to know more about that's related to real estate. Tell me if there's a topic that you think we should discuss because I am all about uh, variety and certainly talking about the things that you want to hear. Oh, and, and backtracking like 23 minutes, the reason I bring this up is the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau who is in charge of like consumer choice in insurance and other financial matters have levied some major fines like $4 million, hundreds of millions. I mean, they have, they have really raked people over the coals for violating the things that I mentioned about Tyler escrow and mortgage earlier. So I don't say this because I'm like a do a do gooder. It's like, they will literally destroy you. They will, they will bend you over, pull your pants down and smack your butt so hard. Your, your heart will stop. So, um, <laughs> There's an image for you. Um, yeah, so that's why I brought that up. There's some really amazing articles. Just Google real estate CFPB and you will see some, you know, some major articles uh, on Inman and some other places. So anyway, I hope you have a great night. I hope a great day, whatever you're doing. If you're driving the car, keep your hands on the wheel. But uh, stay tuned for the next episode. Da, 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 da. Uh, and I'll talk to you soon.
Bye.